every great dream begins with dreamers. Tom and Steve are strangers in a strange land. Join them on the journey from ignorance to knowledge, one book at a time, one chapter at a time. All aboard the Blunderground Railroad. So, as the quandary of the underground man, see, the underground man has no primary cause, all right? There's no primary cause for him. See, the thing for him is that every cause has another cause that's more primary. So, like, you know, for, the, for him, he just keeps going. So, it, that's where the ruminating kind of comes in, you know, this overthinking. I think we've used that term a lot, overthinking. But another good term to use would be ruminating. And there's this, just this rumination where he never stops. Um, you know, the, it, it doesn't give the underground man what the man, uh, what the man of action has. See, the man of action has ease. And so the underground man can't have ease. The man of consciousness, he can't have ease because he has no primary cause. Uh, and so... I believe in the book he calls it he say he calls it the essence of conscious of conscience and thought all right the essence of conscience and thought which I would be what we would say to be overthinking uh, and he says uh, he says in the book here he says what finally is the result the same old thing all right so the results always the same not having a primary cause means that there's never any justice and there's never any virtue you know, we see this a lot on social media in the way that, uh, you know, a lot of times people on the right will say that people on the left will eat each other. You know, they say, you know, the, the woke will, will eat each other. They always end up going after each oh, other. Oh, I love when that happens. <laughs> Can you think of a good example? Oh, right off the top of my head? I've been so disconnected from from media because I, I stopped stressing myself out about it when sure. I became a Christian that yeah. off the top of my head, no. Uh but I used to see this daily, right. and uh, any time that the liberals would come out against one another, oh man, it was it was a happy day for me. Oh, absolutely! I was like, "This is wonderful, you well, guys," and it's because you have no standard, so inevitably you are going to run into one another. As soon as you, as soon as you've you go with one of your standards that you've made up in your own head that that's absolutely correct and the other person disagrees, none of you have any humility whatsoever. You make up the rules as you go, so it's inevitable that you're going to butt heads. And when they do, it's great. It's like, whoop, takes the focus off us. The right can just lean back and just watch the show. Boy, you know, it's really true. And, you know, it, it, you can see it right here at the end of the chapter as well. Because, uh, you know, in my translation, it, it translates it as wickedness. Uh, but uh, I read another translation, which was wonderful. It translated it as spite. All right, as a as spite, and he says, uh, he says, I do not see any justice here, nor do I find any virtue in it, and consequently, if I set about taking revenge, it will be solely out of wickedness or solely out of spite. Spite could, of course, overcome everything, all my doubts, and thus could serve quite successfully 
in place of a primary cause. And that's right from the book. It's right from the chapter. That's right. That's his reason for doing things. That's his motivation, so to speak. Right. But we see that too, like what you were just describing. And I, I think, you know, it's always spite because you always reach that level that you're trying to get to. Um, I think in, in terms of activism, when, you know, an activist, they get to this level of righteousness and they achieve it. And all of a sudden, someone has to spite them by creating a higher standard. Well, uh, in politics, it's a power grab. Mm. It really doesn't have anything to do with spite. Interesting. Uh, every single election cycle, I, sh- no, I should have thought of this a minute ago. Yeah. That's where we see it. As soon as the left starts to realize that a candidate is losing steam, right. they cannibalize. Yeah. All of right. a sudden, that is the worst person ever. Right. Or that's true. they will tear the, each other apart. I mean, lay them bare from childhood till age <laughs> 50 with that's everything right. they've ever— If they've jaywalked— it's out there. Right, it's out there. And then all of a sudden, that's their vice president nominee. What? Right. <laughs> right. Look back at Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Yeah, no, I Are know. Are you kidding me? Yeah, no, that's true. She she called him a racist. Oh, yeah, during, during debates, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, during the debates. Listen, listen to the two separate time frames how short is are these people's memory oh i, oh, I you know, know. But, between the debates and how he talks about it now yeah but then again yeah this is again the horizontal line and the vertical line because you know uh because harris when afterwards it was maddening you know you just and this is where i think this is where the left like if there's one thing they could do that would solve 80% of all their problems, it would be this, right? You just can't go up and say one thing, and then 10 minutes later, you're getting asked by a journalist a question, and you just, you know, basically tell the journalist they're just full of garbage, and you just, it's that they don't see what they see, they don't hear what they heard. I'm sure they can. They, they tell they, it straight they to just, the voters. They just tell them. They just say, well, they'll say, well, I, that, when I said that, that's not what I meant. And if, it, and if I did say that, then that's exactly what I meant. It's a good thing. You know, like you can't, they can never be wrong. You know, they can never. That's probably why Joe Biden just mixes up a whole bunch of English words that don't make any sense at all. Well, that's like, well, today he said he had cancer. <laughs> I mean, yes. I don't know why I'm laughing about that, but why? Well, yeah, what? No, well, huh? no, because. Is he serious or yeah. did he get it wrong? No, because he was always talking about his mom, you know, and then they, when they were younger and then, you know, because he always has the sob stories, you know, and then, then, uh. You know, he was, uh, you know, his mom would drive him to school, so he'd go beat up Corn Pop behind the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, so, you know, his mom would drive him to school, and then, you know, they would always have the pollution, the oil slick. You know, the oil slick on the windshield he always talks about? Yeah, yeah. So, I think it was like, I don't know, seven, eight months ago, he had asthma because of the oil slick, you know, and then people were like, what? You know, like, you got asthma from the oil slick? Um, which, of course, the oil slick didn't really happen, but, um, oh. but anyway... Today he he said he says well now I have cancer he, he says he says well you know true story he says my mom had the oil slick and now I have cancer and everybody I know has cancer uh, and and so and of course um, the fact checkers come out and they say okay well back in 2016 Joe Biden had uh, some cancerous skin taken off his arm because there was some cancerous uh, skin blotches you know on his arm let's find a technical way that he's not lying well right but you see also too but it's the verb you know I mean I teach this stuff for a living right so the verb would be had would be I had cancer, it? and everyone, a lot of people I know have cancer. <laughs> but instead, he says, I have cancer. And this is the thing, okay? If you're a red-blooded American, you say, well, you know, I know my president's older, but I still expect him to be able to use proper verbiage. That makes you, like, a literal Nazi, right? You know, like, that makes you, <laughs> that makes you, it makes you. Not a grammar Nazi, an actual no, it makes you not Nazi. A, it makes you not a grammar Nazi. 
it makes you an actual Nazi. Like, it makes you a white supremacist, apparently. I don't know. But, you know, to say that, hey, is it too much to ask that the president of the United States, like, use proper verbiage? Today, yes. Right, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, I don't know. Maybe when Trump was talking about grabbing people, was that proper verbiage? I don't Maybe that was not a very moral thing to say. But it was. Did he say it right? At least he used proper grammar. So yeah. it was that. Anyway. At least he said it right. Well, at least he used proper grammar. So when he was offending people, people knew what he was talking about. Yeah. You know? So I guess there's that. I understand the offensive comment you made very clearly. Right, very well you go. spoken. Well spoken. It's uh, it's been a pretty rough eight years, huh? It's been fun. It's been it's, it's it has been a lot of fun. You know, back in 2016, back in 2016, I uh, I was talking with a guy who's a uh, I really like him. He's a good friend of mine. He's a great person too. But he, he's a Democrat, and we were talking, and I just said to him, and he said, "You're not really going to vote for Trump, are you?" And I looked him dead in the eye, and I remember I, I said, man, it is going to be so much fun. I said, man, I said, you, you have no idea how much fun this is going to be. And he, he said, he said, don't do it, don't do it. And I said, it's going to be eight years, and it's going to be so much fun, you're not going to be able to handle it. And he looked at me, and he goes, he goes, four. And I said, eight. He goes, four, guaranteed. He was actually right about that. Well, I, don't, I, I think it'll be eight, just not consecutive. <laughs> We'll see. I'll see. I don't think he's going to run. I'm on record as saying that. Really? Yeah. I don't think he's going to run. What? Yeah, I don't think so. I think I'm probably going to be wrong about that. So I, I think I'm going to have to eat crow, and that's okay because I can do that. But I don't think he's going to run. I'm probably going to be wrong about that. But I don't think he's he's not going to make it. He not won't. only is he going to run. No, he's not going to. He's going to win. He's not going to make it. Oh, absolutely. No, he's going to be will. out. It's going to be health. It's going to be Melania. It'll be something. He'll be, he's out. He'll be out. He won't make it. I mean, no way. okay. I'm not no saying way. that Trump Calm is our down. only is our only option because of how popular he is. Sure, no, I don't. By think far, that. I think at this point, Joe Biden has muddied the Democrats' name so much yeah. that uh, if Little Debbie uh, registered as a Republican, she'd probably get elected. Absolutely. It doesn't really matter who's in there at this point. No, absolutely, Bart Simpson. You can make up whoever you want. You got it. But it's Donald Trump. His ego is far too big to not get back in there. Well, no, but that's why he's going. That's why he's going to get out. See, I think he, he's always had a floor, okay? And that floor is 40%. And now his floor is about 35%. And it's it's dropping because DeSantis' name recognition is is very low at this point. And so whether you like him or don't like him, his name recognition is going to get higher. And when it gets higher, Trump is going to get down into the 30%. And he's going to have to compete with other people who have the same percentage. And that means it's going to have to be, it's going to be a knockdown, dragout fight. I don't think he's up for it. I think he's out. <sighs> No, I don't think so. Okay, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm just going to I'm just going to say it. Sure, yeah. So, here's why I think he's coming back. Because how did Hitler come into power? He was voted into power. Was What's voted. the best way to take over a society? Make them think that they are getting exactly what they want. What they want, right? You couldn't possibly dream up a worse presidency. Yeah. Than Joe Biden has presided over. Right. I I mean He's yeah, no, he, okay. True. He's not actually that dumb. No, he's not. There's actually, no way. He's not actually the president. That's the big question: is who in the world is running the show behind that yeah. behind the curtain? Right, and that's always. I think that's been. I think it's been that way for a very long time. President Ron Klain back there, you know. I, I yeah, yeah, someone's pulling the strings. Right, but he's not that dumb. Our government is actually not that dumb. There's no. I I just refuse to believe that people who have been around the block that yeah. many times, who understand even better than we do how the system works, right. 
can actually destroy the economy to this level yeah, right. and continue to say we can't fix it when there's obvious solutions to things like gas prices. Yeah. I just refuse to believe that they are that stupid. Right. So my belief is they're purposely ruining this yeah. to try to get us to all be like, Man, yeah, Donald Trump, hundred percent. Because we just we just saw four years of yeah. two dollar gas, right? Right? Yeah, that's everybody right. wants that back. Yeah, four years of record job growth. Yeah, right. Everybody right. wants. Hey, even the staunchest Democrat at this point is probably sick and tired of paying four dollars and something a gallon for gas. Well, right, exactly. So, uh, I th- I personally think it's not for our good that he comes back. I don't. I right. Don't get me wrong. Like everything he did back then, I was living a great life. Yeah, we have no idea what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah, no, Let's we really just don't. Be honest. And, and honestly, I was never very impressed with the people that he surrounded himself with. Donald Trump does not know your name. Yeah. Oh yeah. Doesn't know my name. I don't know. He sends me texts like every day, and he says, "He says, hey, he says, this is Donald Trump." He says, "You know, I'm about to hit the golf course." Well, Don, he says, uh, "Yeah, Don Junior emails me as well." Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Don Junior. He says, "Hey, listen, I'm about to write a letter to my dad. You know, I'm going to put down." <laughs> The top five donors, all right? The top five guys that he needs to be aware of. And I want to put your name on there, but it's not going to happen unless you take action right now. I mean, right they, now. they don't care about us <laughs> anymore. And and he's grown big enough now where he doesn't really care if the country's doing well. He cares if he's doing oh, well. Oh, yeah, right. And that circle of billionaires is doing well. Right. Um, And that's just the way it is. I, I think we're headed for one world government. I think biblically that's where we're headed. Oh, yeah. We have to be. Um, right. And I think that uh, people are going to be, as it says in the Bible, they're going to be deceived. Well, that means you're going to be tricked. You're going to be tricked into it. Right, yeah. People were tricked into yeah. Hitler. You're right, yeah, yeah. What better way to get us to do whatever you want us to do mm. than destroy 80% of the country's lives, yeah. livelihood, completely just wreck it, and give everybody complete uncertainty, so much homelessness, so much crisis going on. I mean, you people are going to be turned into the government because they have no other choice. Yeah. And it's I, really I think he's going to get back in. It's really uh it's 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 interesting. It's a divide between urban and rural, and that's the scary thing is because there, we don't have geography anymore. Like in the past, geographically you could say fine, you know, I'll split it up and we'll do our own thing. And now it's not that way anymore. Oh, no. It's, it's you, urban versus rural, and it's a mess. I I, I hate to go against, I, I guess, my side. I don't really have a side anymore. I, yeah, right. Um, doesn't really. I, I'm on Christ's side. Yeah, I hear you. I'm not a libertarian. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. Sure. I really don't even want to vote, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, no, I, just, I know. <laughs> well, I only vote in self-defense. I, I might go right in Christ, I think, honestly. Right. Because this is getting pretty pointless. See, for me, I've uh, for many years, I've always voted. I vote in self-defense, you know. <laughs> I do, you know, because I mean, even if, you know, like, you know, even if, if you're, you know, if you're a nonviolent person, I mean, most people will defend themselves, you know, and that's where it comes down to, you know, people want to, they want to take your money, they want to tell you what to do, they want to take away your rights, they want to regulate and restrict. And so at some point, you got to be able to say, you know what, I I just got to throw up my hands, it's self-defense. I mean, you're going to vote for somebody because you're just trying to get by, you know, you're not, you're not saying one person is a great person, you know. But do you need any more proof than the last presidential election that yeah. your vote didn't matter? Uh, oh, oh yeah. Well, I don't think the votes matter. I mean, I told my kids, I tell my kids this all the time, and I told Wyatt when he was like two years old, and I think I repeated it to him weekly until he until he he got finally sunk in. <laughs> you know, there's never you know how many 
elections in the history of the world have been decided by one vote. Yeah, that'd be zero. That would be zero. Okay, there's <laughs> never in the history of humanity been any sort of free election that's ever been decided by one vote. It's never happened. All right, it's never been recorded. Well, there's two sides to the argument that the argument that your vote doesn't matter, and that's the you know one vote argument, and then the other one, which I'm getting at, is your vote literally didn't even count. And oh if, yeah, if it right. did, they just added four others against you fraudulently. Eighty million, man. Eighty million people. Right. You're gonna tell me that many people voted for this idiot? Yeah, right. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I think were, I believe that about as much as I believe the Twin Towers burned for an hour and a half and fell. But man, they were uh, they were voting for corn pop, baby. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. It was, yeah that's it. It was a corn pop. Yeah. No. No. Nope. Nope. Not a chance. Wow. Very nice. Where are we in this chapter anyway? That was yeah. a fun discussion, but... It is a fun discussion, actually. It really is. It's a fun discussion. You know, it's interesting, too, and you should probably edit this out uh, for the final one, um, which is... You probably should edit it out, but it's a good content for uh, uh, for uh, Notes from Blunderground. You know, because I was thinking about this the other day when I was having some trouble sleeping and I was tossing and turning and thinking about this. Not you. But... um. You know, what you were talking about, like the Twin Towers, it's really interesting because, you know, some guys like welders, you know, like, and it took like 15 years for this to happen, all right? But like, they're, like welders. A good lie takes the time to construct, sir. You know, uh, the, 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 um, the, so the welders have come forward and they've, they've taken the steel and they, they, they heat it up and then they show how, how it can remain, it can keep its integrity or how it doesn't keep its integrity, even at certain things. When I look at these things, like, like, for example, with the Twin Towers, for me, it's that's really institutional decline for the media. I mean, media, the trust in media is an all-time low. And people go, why, why? And honestly, I'm telling you right now, the answer, it's all back in 2001, okay? Like, right now, like, I'm 40, I'm going to be 47, so you're, you're probably what? I'm on your heels, I'm 37. You're, you're 37, you're on my heels. So, <laughs> as 47 years old, right, I can tell you that when 9-11 happened, all right, everyone had so many questions that came out, and there's still a lot of belief in, in the media. People still had a lot of trust in the media at the time. And I think that was the final death knell when a younger generation in their 20s saw that they said, yeah, this is a good question, and I need someone who's older than me to come out and ask it, and I need to get some serious answers, and I need mm-hmm. it now, right? And yeah. when, the, when journalists basically were like, shut up, slave, Right, that was basically the reaction from journalism at large. Yep. When that happened, people who were twenty, they and I, and I include myself in this as well. But I, I think that it, it really is uh, is why I think this is a great podcast discussion too. Uh, is that people in their twenties were like, you know, we don't have any institutional power at all because we're too young. But boy, when we do, we're gonna make you pay. You know, because we deserve answers. And and I think that when people got into the 2013, 2014, 2015, and it was the Obama years, and it was the rise of it was the rise of the left, and it was the rise of all these alternative narratives. People were like, you know what, we're going, we're going to get our revenge. You know, we're we're gonna we're we're gonna we're gonna get our revenge. And and I think that that institution is crumbling, and it relates all the way back there. That's when people lost trust. You know, people said, you know, uh, people had questions. And people were like, hey, this is a good question. Like, could, does somebody have an answer? And the media was not going to touch it. Yeah, well, it wasn't that hard. Like, we came into an age of technology. So, you know, a gas station robbery, at that point in time, we had a high-definition picture of some guy robbing a Cumberland Farms in a no-name town in Massachusetts. Right. 
the most protected building on the planet Earth. Yeah. We have one grainy <laughs> three. I think it's like it's like three separate stages yeah. of a video, you know, right. clip right. of the plane hitting the Pentagon, supposedly. Yeah. And you can't even see the plane. Yeah, right. Yeah. Not a piece of a... We've seen tons of plane wrecks from the air, pictures right. of them. Right. There's pieces everywhere. Right. There ain't a, nothing. Not a wing, not right. an engine. Right. Nothing. There, there were people like me who I... Later on, I would go into the military. Right. And being... My MOS was to call in rocket and mortar fire. I know what rocket strikes look like. It looks exactly like what hit the Pentagon. Yeah. I promise you, an aluminum aircraft frame does not go through five of those walls. Yeah, right. Through five of the walls. A cruise missile does. I know. The one that got me was, um, because you can see, too, you can see the... um, the one that got me was uh, the pictures before the uh, before the the outer ring fell. Mm-hmm. They, they, there was uh, there was a couple of pictures that were taken before the the infrastructure fell. Yeah, and you can literally see file cabinets. Like when you're 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 in, it's so clean that you can see file cabinets. Mm-hmm. You're like like wait a minute, what is that? You're like it's a desk. Like what is that beside the desk? It's a file cabinet. You know, like the like the structure is so sound that you can see the file cabinets mm-hmm. like in the different floors of the Pentagon. Mm-hmm. And you're like wait a minute, like if a plane hit the building. Are you going to see file cabinets like no. you know sitting there like that's just probably not you know I mean no. I, I would not expect to see a file cabinet sitting on the floor in a perfectly no. placed spot beside a desk. And have you ever stood at the at the Pentagon and actually stood in the flight path of where that plane supposedly came? Uh, no, I've never been. Okay, it's not it's not even possible. Is that right? It's not. You literally have to come over high rises and within maybe an eighth of a mile, drop another 200 feet. Another 200 feet, yeah. Level the plane off. Right, yeah. Because and then hit the building. Going, yeah, otherwise you're going in too steep. Straight down. Right, yeah. It's not It's not even possible. Yeah. And then supposedly it, it sheared, I think, what, two or three light poles coming in. Yeah, They're that's on the right. highway. Right. Baloney. Baloney. At oh, that yeah, s- yeah. At that speed... Okay, and these these are people who trained on Cessnas. Yeah, you're gonna tell me they were able to pull that maneuver off in a I, I believe it it was a 737 or a 757 that hit that building. Yeah, right. Sup- supposedly. Right, right. It was a cruise missile. It was not an airplane. I promise you. Right. Now, where did all those people go? Where did all those people go? Yeah, the people. Oh, the people on the plane. The people that weren't on the planes. Uh, oh yeah, right. right. The, yeah, where'd they land those planes? Because they got rid of those people. Oh, yeah, yeah, to get rid of the people, yeah. I mean, there's been – I'm not as familiar with that aspect, and I know that I think um, I think Dylan uh, – uh, what's that? The, the creator um, – um, uh, I think he's – I think he's recounted that now. I don't think he – I don't think he, he – I don't think that he ascribes to that anymore uh, about, uh, about getting okay, people Okay, so the then where did the people go? If the planes never crashed and they have passenger lists of these people missing and there are real families that don't have their family members anymore. Yeah, right. Where are those people? Yeah, where are those people? Where are those planes? Yeah. Hmm. Mm, good point. Yeah. They grounded all aviation. Yeah, yeah. If you think they can't turn off transponders in planes. Right. Oh, I'm sure they can. Bye. Seriously. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. They can get rid of whoever they want. Hmm. If people don't think our government still right. does black ops, oh yeah, right. There are no. groups in the military that I had a secret clearance. Yeah, I was gonna say well, you. I had, wasn't allowed to know about. Yeah, you had clearance. So um, when you were in the military, so mm-hmm. uh, and I know that even uh, people that don't have clearance, you know, they 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 don't bat their eyes at this stuff, you know. No, I mean they yeah. they know better. I I had I had a clearance, but that doesn't you know uh, it was secret. It wasn't a TS, a top yeah. secret. Yep. Um, 
But even still, it doesn't matter what level of clearance you have. You have access to what you need to know. Sure. And that's it. Sure. Even if you have a TS, it's not like they're like, all right, well, here's who killed Kennedy. Right. <laughs> right. You're going to have to do what we do and just look at the Zapruder video like the rest of us and see right. if the guy in the front passenger seat turned around and killed. Right. <laughs> I'm just right. saying, our government is shady. They've been shady for a long time. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. They just are. Right. Sorry. Yep. Welcome to the world. Power corrupts, absolutely. It absolutely. just yep. is what it is. Power we corrupts. do not live in a fairy tale land. Right. Oh, yeah. Believe what you want to believe. Yep. If it makes you feel better. Right. But that ain't the truth. Yeah, I hear you. Y'all better turn to Jesus because he's in charge. Right, right. Amen. And that's the only hope that you have to look forward to. Sure. Because it ain't in this life and it ain't in any one of those politicians who puts on a fancy suit and goes and lies to you all day long. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. You got it. Wow, it's true. That's going to be an interesting podcast when we dive into that. That's going to be that. That'll be a bar burner. Well, make sure when you start back now. I have a. There's a good segue to break into. Yeah, I will. I know that's this. right. It is a very great, great segue. All right, so we're going to go in in three, two. So going back to the beginning of the book, uh, you can see that. Uh, he begins the book with, I'm a spiteful man. You know, I'm a spiteful man. And I, you see this all over the culture. People take the spite. They push the spite. The spite becomes, it's kind of an anti-cause, you know, uh, where I just read from the book. It's an intense emotion, okay? So you see this on social media. And it's in social media, it's outrage. It's this intense emotion, this focused outrage, it's kind of an anti-cause, and that's where kind of the activism, social justice, kind of becomes a bit of a secular religion, because in the place of the Holy Spirit, you have this intense emotion. You have this uh, this kind of the anti-cause, and um, and then you have uh, you have the so it kind of drives you forward in the sense of kind of a, of a of a secular religion. But the underground man. He's going to overthink this just like he thinks overthinks everything else. Yep. And we have a list of limitations because even spite has its limitations. And then he talks about it. Uh, he talks about it here, uh, and he says, uh, "Yeah, he, he talks about it." And so, uh, some of the limitations of spite. So, number one, the uh, that spite is still subject to the laws of nature. All right, or he says uh, consciousness, right? the laws of consciousness. So it's still subject to the laws of nature, even if you don't want it to be. All right, and so the, the underground man kind of denies this, but at the end of the day, it's still subject to the laws of nature. Uh, so uh, also, the object of the spite disappears or, you know, it, it no longer becomes relevant. And, and so we see this also in, in uh, social media uh, in, in terms of this is the trending like what you see on twitter you know, yeah. things are trending so the object of spite what is trending right it has relevancy it has an actual time limit on its relevancy so it may be trending you know we see this on twitter it trended for two days oh it trended for two days you know and then or it trended for a few hours um you know the reason for spite changes or fades from relevance and that's again right it's it's trending um, because You'll see the reason for spite changes, and you see this all the time, right? You'll see this, something comes up, and you got about 10,000 people, and they're all tweeting it, and they're all diving on it. Usually, it's something the right does, and then the left, they have all their, they just jump on it, right? And then, all of a sudden, it changes, and so then, you get 10,000 people that are all talking about something different. You're like, what do these people do all day, you know? Like, they sit around the house and just, like, watch, you know, Twitter and just 
dive in whenever. Yeah, essentially. Essentially, I wow. That's what they do. I mean, I, I I was surprised to turn on the news and find out that uh, you know people are that we elected to. Well, I didn't elect them. I certainly didn't vote <laughs> for them. But that uh, are elected to the House of Representatives are outside the Supreme Court being arrested. Oh that's, yeah, apparently right. that's perfectly acceptable behavior now. Right, right. No, I hear you. But yeah, that's it's just so distasteful. And we're too. still what they were arguing about. I, I'm like, why? Why are we still on the, some of the stuff? We have such a short memory in this country that we some do. of the stuff I can't believe we're still. I'm like, oh wow, that's actually surprising that we're still on that argument. Right. It's a very good point. Let it's it go. Point. It's a very good point. Yeah, that stuff is so hard because it's not even politics. It's Instagram. You know, they're they're, they're doing it for Instagram and 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 it's it's for that culture and and for that demographic of people. It, it's not politics. If it was because the. Uh, liberals have control. They have control of all three of all three branches gov- of all two or of all the legislative branches of government. Mm-hmm. So um, they have uh, the control of the House, control of the Senate, and they have control of the presidency. So if it's about politics, they should legislate, not you know get out in front of cameras. Yeah, the only thing they don't have is the judicial branch, and they apparently are confused at which branch makes laws. Well, yeah, no, exactly. I think it's so it's so interesting. It's so funny that the Supreme Court effectively is telling Congress, you know, get off your hind end and, and do your job, you know. If you want something to happen, legislate it, you know. But this is the thing is is everything is about codifying now because it really is a secular religion, right? And and that's the thing is the, see the thing about Congress that people don't talk about and it's a political reality. It'll actually it'll get you out of politics pretty quick if you really internalize it. But so the Congress, when they make a law, right? Any new Congress, all right. Whenever a new Congress comes in after two years, when there's a vote, any new Congress can legislate new laws over the old laws of any old Congress, right? So nothing. So if if Congress comes in, they make a law. Well, then fine. But any new Congress can just pass another law that will make it null and void and will replace it with something else. Mm-hmm. So anybody, any new Congress can just reinvent the wheel. Uh, and so uh, any new Congress can just uh, really just reinvent the wheel. And so uh, in terms of a secular religion, that's what the left and right, the far left and the far right, they no longer want this. They want might make might, might makes right. You know, they want... Hey, you know, if you believe it, if you believe it enough, you know, that's like Biden's old man stick, you know, like uh, I think Joe Biden was recently saying that, you know, uh, you know, Joe had so many hopes and dreams for his administration and he wanted to bring everybody together. And it's so it's so sad because you watch him and he wants to be folksy, you know, hey, folks, you know, and he wants to say, you know. I remember when I was five. Well, he wants to be grandpa in the living room. Yeah, he does. He wants to be grandpa in the living room, and he wants people to say, you know what? You know, if he can be that kind to people, then I can be that kind too. You know, and that's what he wants. He wants the whole country on his knee. Yeah, you know what? And just, <laughs> I mean, it's just, and it's so sad because that ship has just sailed, you know, and everybody wants might makes right, you know, and it was really, um, you know, and, and really in the Supreme Court, I mean, it was the thing that Trump did when when Trump nominated all the judges. It was like the smartest thing ever. And and even when he did it, I couldn't believe it. Like, man, this guy doesn't seem that bright, but this is such a bright thing to do. And to see it I, as it's 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 produced results so quickly. Woo. Yeah. 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 I and um one of the quotes from one of our representatives yeah. who got arrested, uh, she said that she would fight for all of her constitutional rights, like 
not to her death, but something to that effect. And my first thought was, okay, so what you're fighting for is abortion is not a constitutional right. Well, right, they say it is. But but then what about the Second Amendment? Oh, That's a constitutional right. Right. Could are you going to fight for that one? You no. said all. No, they you said, said all. Be consistent. No, they, said, they said all. Yeah, they didn't all. say my. They didn't say my. Yeah. Right. So for about two seconds, I was like, ha. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Whatever. No, but then it doesn't matter what you say. Yeah, no, it, it doesn't. But that and that brings a full circle to back what we were saying before. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what they say, and it's just outrage. That's the thing that I don't like. That really gets me is that if you call them on a mistake, you know, like I li- I come from an age like people don't let me get away with that, right? If I make a mistake, people say call me out on it, and I say, yeah, you know what, you're right. I'm not a perfect person, and I'm I can do better. You know, I made a mistake. You know, like if you're a politician, you don't have to do that. You just have to double down and just. Focus the outrage. You know, it's just pure outrage and spite. Blame. 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 Focus. Yeah, just shift the blame. Oh, man. It's just, it's awful. Well, they still get corrected. I mean, they, they the right still lights them up on social media. They yeah. just happen to have 50,000 other people to back them. So it's just, yeah, well, true enough. Yeah, true enough. True enough. Doesn't matter. Yeah, no, it's true. So, uh, you know, there are other limitations. Uh, you know, so sometimes the the cause of the offense is not reachable. So, for example, if it's, uh, you know, if you're talking about the elite, you know, the global elite, then, you know, it's not really something you focus your spite or your outrage against because they're so remote. You can't you, you can't even really think it in your head. They're so remote, you know. Right. And also, too, sometimes the offenses become abstract. You know, like they're so, they become, they're so abstract. They're not actually useful in any sort of real dialogue. And this is where the underground man talks about the toothache. You know, like if, if you have tooth pain, how are you going to explain that to people? You know, how are you going to sit down and be like, well, I have this tooth pain. I'm going to explain to you how it feels. Like it's not, it's just too abstracted. You know, like how can you feel, how can you ex- describe what toothache feels in your heart or in your soul? You know, it's, it's or, or if you're talking about something like, for example, uh, like a, a sense of existential angst or existential boredom, you know, it's, it's difficult for people to describe. And nobody this. cares anyway unless you're making $95 an hour to listen to you. <laughs> That's true. They don't. That's I'm true. Just, I'm just going to be real. Nobody gives a crap about your problems. <laughs> That's they're true. They're getting paid to listen to them. You know, they're they're like, they don't care. They're like, they pay, they're like, they're like paid friends, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're seeing ways. them for the last 10 years or so, yeah. Yeah, I guess, you know. Yep, that's essentially what they are. Like, Some of them ain't so bad, though. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. I hear you. Some of them are pretty good, yeah. Yeah, my, my current therapist is a Christian. Oh, yeah, is that right? This is today. Today with Get out, today really? Today was the first day ever that I've been told by a therapist, Yeah. a VA therapist, to look through the scriptures if I'm having a hard time. Amen, right? Wow, man. I said, Amen. Well, but what fell out of my chair? No doubt, man. Right? Wow, <laughs> man. So, man, amen. Look at that. Yeah. Hey, fantastic. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the underground man. He's he's one of those people. No, no, he's not. So he's stuck in his soap bubble. So I don't even know why he wrote. Like, why, why write all? Like, I get this. Okay, Dostoevsky wrote this book, but yeah, why, why write all this down? Because I'm assuming he's just like, is it because he has no one to talk to? Well, why I, write it down? Why overthink it? It's Fix sp- it. Spite. Fix your problem. Spite. You're Maybe not, I'm just a man of action, but fix your problem. You're not overthinking it enough. Look, you're 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 bringing in all the you're bringing all this you're bringing all these walls. You're bringing in all these uh, uh, primary causes. You probably got some secondary causes, right? So you, you, you know, the underground man, man. He wouldn't like me. He's 
He wouldn't like me. He'd think I'm an idiot. Well, I, no, I, I don't think he would like you. you know? No, no, I don't think he would. Me and him, probably well, no, not the same people. No, he wouldn't, man. He, but he would call you the man of action. I mean, it sounds pretty good, but he's got other names in there, too. <laughs> <laughs> They're not too nice. Yeah. You know, so, but he doesn't have anything nice to say about himself either, you know. He always talks about, the, or at the end of this chapter mm. here, he talks about the devised life and uh, the devised life of an of of an intelligent man. Mm. So, first of all, he talks about the ennui in a soap bubble. Like, ouch, right? Like, can you imagine yourself in a soap bubble, just trapped with, just surrounded by just this constant presence of ennui? You know, the, this listless lack of mission, lack of excitement, lack of energy, just a limp noodle. It's nothing. That's, yeah, that's where I live my life. Like, I'm not even kidding. This is this is why I go talk to that VA guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, oh. That really is. That's where I live my life. However, I am constantly looking for ways out of it. Yeah, oh, I yeah. Don't, this guy overthinks this to an unhealthy point. Boy, man, absolutely. Like, this is this is bad. Well, wait till we get to the second half of the book. In the second half of the book, we get to read about, like, we get to read the stories about what he does in life. And, I mean, it's, it's not going to be very pretty. So think. I've purposely not read ahead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just, just to keep. Just to keep commentary fresh, really. Oh man, man, that's such a great has such a great habit. It's a good thing to do. You know, so if some of you guys are, are ahead of me in this book, and you're like, "What is this guy talking about?" Yeah, it's no, because no. I haven't read ahead. Yeah, no, man, you want to you dive into this, and then you read the chapter, and then you come listen to us, and then boom, man, and then you you take a long walk. I don't know or something. I man. don't. I don't want to. I don't want to skip ahead and, and then just be bored the whole rest of the time. No, 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 no. You don't want to do that. So. No, no, not at all. So at the end here, we have uh, look at this. I really regard, here's the underground man at the end of the chapter. Mm-hmm. I really regard myself as an intelligent man. Yep. We, we can see that. Oh, yeah. Only because throughout my entire life, I have, look at this, I've never been able to start or finish anything. Anything. I highlighted a that. thing. Right? I, yeah, you highlighted it. I highlighted that, too. That's pretty fantastic, yeah. Yeah, I highlighted it for a reason. Mm. I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah. You've told me before. Oh, boy, here we go. I cannot... Offend you. Oh, here we go. Sure. So. Yeah. I'll, I'll first say this. Uh, the very first thought that came to my mind yeah. wasn't the question I'm going to ask you. The very first thought that came to my mind when he said that he hasn't been able to begin or finish anything was, yeah. didn't everybody have that, like, stepdad growing up that, like, They'd start tearing apart the kitchen, and then, like, oh, they d- didn't finish it, so the house is torn apart, you know? Oh, yeah. They got right. three rooms torn apart, and all they need is one part for each room. Yes, right. You know That's what I'm right. saying? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, this this wall sheetrocked and mudded. That one's actually painted, you know? Right. <laughs> you got studs over here. Right, right. <laughs> I think That's everybody right. had that stepdad growing up. I, I think did. So. I think so, yeah. No oh, doubt. my house is in ruins. It was embarrassing. <laughs> no doubt, man. No uh, doubt. It's so, so true. I do have a question, though. All right. Okay. Here's the question. Here we go. It is this. Oh, boy. Do you see yourself as one of those people that, um, like, you consider yourself an intelligent person, and because you've never been able to begin or finish anything, and in the sense that you overthink a lot of things, because I don't know. I, I'm I'm not in your head. I I yeah. don't know. Yeah. But I can tell just from uh your preparation of the podcast, which is much more in depth um sure. than mine is, and your the, the the methodical way that you're able to go through this and, and 
the amount of information that you're able to extract from this. Mm-hmm. Um, is there ever an end to your thoughts on this book? Because you've been through this book how many times? Oh, yeah, a couple. But I, I think to answer your question, all right, so I don't think that any person or situation kind of exists on the island. I think that things are going to be different for each person, each each kind of situation. And so I, I think for myself, because remember this, right? I got married early, all right? So I, I married at 21, yeah. all right? So yeah. I, I married at 21 and married early, and we've been married uh, now for 25 years. Uh, and so... Well, hey, yep. right. hey, hey, congratulations. Hey, right. yep. Big hand clap right there. You go. You got it right. Big quarter century mark, baby. You love it. So, um, and, you know, and, so, and she's wonderful. I, I love my wife. But the thing about my wife is that she is a super practical person, okay? And so she's pretty much the opposite of me in every way. Hmm? And so God, in his infinite wisdom, decided to bring together matter and antimatter, you know, like decided to bring together the the immovable object and the impo- the, 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 the immovable object and the uh, irresistible force, you know. So I think for me, I do. I mean, I do see a lot of myself in the underground, man, and I do see a lot of the overthinking. I mean, we have this list here, okay? We got six things here, right? Six things. And they're not easy to read, all right? They're not easy to read because I can relate to all of them. I mean, right? Number one, never never being able to start anything. Guilty. Never able to finish anything. Guilty. Babbler. Guilty. It's on, it's recorded now, so I can't, I can't hardly deny it. Can't take it back. Can't take it back now, <laughs> you know? Harmless. Right. I mean, it's probably the, you know, honestly, it's probably my greatest asset in doing this podcast and putting myself out there is I came from absolutely nothing. You know, I I come to it with nothing. I don't have a reputation. I mean, people want to cancel me. I suppose. Go ahead. I mean, I don't really have much of a reputation to to tarnish. I mean, honestly. (laughs) So, I mean, I think it's one of my greatest assets because I come to this as a completely harmless, worthless person. And I don't really have anything to offer. Okay, I can put myself out there. Yeah, sure, I can do that. But I don't really have anything to offer. I'm harmless. Irksome. I've been accused of worse. Yeah. You know, right? Okay, so irksome, <laughs> sure. And then finally, uh, common rather than exceptional. And isn't that, I mean, I, I can say, listen, I can sit here and be pretentious and say, isn't that everyone's greatest fear? But yeah, you know, I mean, everyone's got to close their eyes at night, you know? Mm-hmm. And so if I close my eyes at night and it's it's the last thing before I go to bed, you know, it's the thought, you know, it can haunt you, you know, you mm-hmm. you get that, that, you know, sometimes you get a bogey, you know, sometimes I got a bogey over my left shoulder, man. And, and it, it, it just bothers me. And I, I got to put a name to that bogey. It's about as good as any common rather than exceptional. Take a John over to our other podcast, uh, give a plug uh, over to uh, the digital blunderground and, uh, you know, take a look at our, uh, our podcast series on Mark Hurd. Uh, and he's got a, uh, He's got a great. Uh, he's got a great song, uh, which I've always uh, I've dedicated to my wife numerous times. Uh, it's called "It's Not Your Fault." Yeah, so that's a great tune. Uh, but uh, and and that really I think says a lot about um, our relationship and in uh, in the sense that she's always been. Um, well, actually, there's two songs actually. You know, uh, Mark heard uh, "It's Not Your Fault" and Mark heard "She Don't Have a Clue." And that's another song. And those two together can tell you a lot about my marriage. Uh, but um, 
she's always been practical and always tried to keep me grounded. And I, it's such a blessing, you know, uh, I've, I've, you know, we fought a lot and, and, and I've, we apologized a lot and made, made up a lot, you know, sure. um, but she's really helped me and, and, and helped to ground me so that I, I have starts in my life and that's a blessing. I have things that I have finished. Maybe not what I've chosen, but I have things and it's a blessing. Sure. You don't, she'll she'll put a mirror to me, you know, which helps me with my babbling. It helps me to see myself. Uh, and, um, and she encourages me, you know, and, and she's there to, 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 to build me up and help me, uh, when, when I feel a bit more common than, than when I feel exceptional. And so when I look at Dostoevsky and when I approach the book, which is kind of the, the source of your question, when I approach the book, I see, I'm going to be honest here, I'm being transparent here, so I know it's just, it's only me and you and everyone on the internet, so it's really no big deal. So. Yes, you and me and like 10,000 of our closest friends. Sure. So Better uh, be 10,000 of you. Uh, probably, I hope so. <laughs> so, the, um, so I think for me, when I, when I see the underground man, I see what could, could have been. You know, I, I see what my life could have been unchecked. Mm-hmm. And, and I say, wow, man, I say, you know, if it's just me, in a room, like I said, I got married at 21, right? So I think of myself, I think, well, maybe at 21, what if I zigged instead of zagged? Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, what if I, you know, went up, went up, I went down the hill instead of going up the mountain, right? Yeah. And I think, man, what if it was just me in a room? And it was just me and, and it was just pure force of will. My own, my own thoughts, my own devices, my own inertia, right? My, my, my own... And it, it, that's all it was. And I look at this and I go, I go, I go, my goodness. I look at it and then I look at it and then I just, I feel cold and empty because I, I can, I can, I can see what could have been, you know? And I just, it makes me so thankful to God and it makes me, it makes me want to fall on my knees and it makes me want to yeah. praise him who's bigger than me yep. and him who, has held me in his hand. Yep. And 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 who has looked out for me when I didn't know that I needed it, who put words to my prayers when I didn't know what to say, That's and right. who knew what I needed before I asked. Yep. Because Amen. Amen, man. Because yep. I tell you if and he knew that because I look at it and I cuz and it's what Dostoevsky would have wanted, right? right? It's yeah. what it's what the book was written for. So yep. Dostoevsky is, is saying here, he's saying read this. Because you got there's a lot of people either it's you or it's a lot of people around you, okay? Oh, yeah. Definitely. These Definitely. people, if left unchecked, this is what you get. And if you get this in mass, watch out, right? Yeah. And so when I look at that, I look in the mirror and I say, "Wow, man, you know, like I, 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 I was this, this is the fate that I was delivered from, you know. Sure. And I, I've, I've been given enough of, of an insight to see it, and, and, and to be able to go." Wow, yeah, you know, like that makes it like the before we were looking at the white, like at the circle charts and the whiteboard, you know. Yep. Uh, we were talking about the ennui, and then we're, you know, we're talking about, um, uh, excuse me, we were talking about the ennui, and then we were talking about the inertia and the devised life and this lack of self respect. Like, I can see all of it, you know, it's like it's like the clouds part, I can just see it all the way to the end, you know. But boy, when I see it, I'm just thankful, I'm just thankful that God put those obstacles in the way and 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 really made something beautiful out of really was just a hot mess, you know, which is where the underground man ends up in a basement apartment, you know, alone. So you found a wife and you obtained favor. 
hey, find find a way, find a good thing. Yep, that's right. right. Yeah, no, I I asked you that uh, not so much for you to 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 lay everything bare, but um, well, I mean, it's that, kind of the only answer, really. But that is, but that is, that's the humility within you that I think has made your marriage last twenty five years. Twenty five years. The lack of that humility is what cost me my first one that only lasted thirteen. Yeah. Um, so I think personally, you do start stuff. Uh, and you do finish things. I mean, you've told me about a lot of your experiences. Yeah. So yeah. you've this, frankly, honest. This, this right. is, this is your starting. Right. Sure. You know, sure. I, I just, That's true. I, I'd like to say I just show up, but I mean, I'm already, <laughs> I'm already here. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it, this is this is you right. starting something. You're you're a business owner. Yeah. Yeah. True. Um, so, I, I think much like the underground man who. Mm had a government job. You don't just get to be a judge, which is where he was, yeah. uh, just by falling into that. Now, I understand he did have some connections and stuff yeah. and whatnot, but he didn't want to be there. Right. He was able to still get up and do it, much like when I was in the military. Yeah. I was a sergeant. Believe me, I did not want to wake up every morning, but I did. <laughs> they don't just hand out being a sergeant. Maybe they do now. I don't know. You get a participation trophy. I'm not sure how it works. <laughs> right, when I was true. in, you actually had to work. <laughs> so uh, you, either way... Uh, much like him, right. you have worked your butt off to to get uh, sure. where you are. So I I think uh, that guys like you and guys like the underground man, I I think maybe maybe you overthink things, or maybe I'm just a simpleton. It's got to be one of the two. You know, I, I don't know. You know, the thing is, is you know, you know, I. I hear the language you're using, and I just listen. I echo Tolstoy, all right. You know, like you know, I echo Tolstoy, who at one point basically just threw up his hands and basically said, you know, because Tolstoy was everyone. He's probably the greatest author ever wrote. You know, um, Anna Karina, and, you know, War and Peace, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Tolstoy at one point threw up his hands and said, you know, I really wish I would have just been born an illiterate beggar. You know, like at the, I really honestly, he said, you know. <laughs> All these things do me no good, and he said, "He said, man, at the end of the day, I just wish with all my heart and all my soul that I would just been born illiterate, and I just would have stayed, and I would just been a worker and died, and that would have been much better. And so I think there's something to be said for that sometimes, uh, Tom, especially you, in the middle of the night when you're doing a lot of overthinking. If, if, you, if you were to ask my wife how many times yeah. I've said almost the same thing you just said verbatim, oh, yeah. like I, can, I just, I've wanted to be blissfully ignorant right yeah that's how I, i'm like why can't i just be one of these robots that just walks around right yeah no wrong exactly the world's hunky-dory like, why can't i be that guy you know you know what right. you can be that guy <laughs> you can't you don't have to overthink everything yeah i suppose i mean you don't uh i i don't know where that gets you other than to i can tell you I don't worry about things anymore yeah right um since i became a christian it's a lot easier for me to just go Meh, sure. whatever let it go. Sure. As a matter of fact, I, I probably have to start getting back into yeah. the pol- not the political realm, but the 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 social media realm where I pay right. attention a little bit more. Oh yeah, yeah. To to, to stuff happening around me. Right. I, I may have backed off too much. Mm. Um. But and then things about myself. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? You're you. You're just you're you. Right. You're 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 you and what God wants you to be. And that's it. Yeah. So I wouldn't worry too much about that. He's had you in his hand uh, since 
Certainly since the start of your marriage, right? Yeah, right. Absolutely. And, oh, absolutely. And from the foundation oh, yeah. of the earth. Yep, you bet. So he's not going to not have you tomorrow Yeah. when you're overthinking things. Every sparrow falling, man. Right? Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I guess I would just... I would just remind you that his grace is sufficient for you. Yeah, man. Amen. You know? And you've been extremely successful. I've told you many times, like you, I know, I know. you and one of the other dads in our church yes, are yes, like right. the two model parents for many of us guys look at you guys and you're like, we're just like, how do your kids listen? <laughs> Our kids don't listen to nothing. <laughs> Their kids are, are paying cash for seventeen thousand oh, yeah. dollars. Right, yeah. At sixteen years old or oh, yeah. you know, like how in the world are they doing that? I right. I can't get my kid to figure out what gender he is. Uh, yeah. So you've done well. I mean I and maybe I don't I don't know, maybe I gotta overthink things, I guess. Yeah, well, no, I mean not not necessarily. <laughs> no, not necessarily. I mean I do I do appreciate that, you know, but uh you know, I don't like to take the credit, you know, so um, well, the credit all goes to the Lord. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. yeah. Absolutely. As, absolutely. No, it does. I've been blessed, you know, and, and really, you know, quite a bit. And, but, you know, it's not over yet, so we'll see what happens, you know. This, this Lots book of challenges, is, for sure. This book forces me to draw the comparison. It does, yeah. Boy. It, um, I, I, I definitely look inward. No <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, no question. You can't, as I've said this before on this <laughs> podcast, you cannot read this book. And not see yourself in it unless you're a Democrat. Man. Wait, I mean, I have no humility at all. So, okay, right. But, but I, I look at this and I'm like, oh man, this is this is this is my buddy Tom. He's just boy, I know, thinking so much. Know, look at that. I know it's true. I know overthinking. So, I know it's true. It's true. Actually, yeah, that was that was a lot in that in that know, chapter. It was really tough in that chapter because you know when I looked at the chapter, like I couldn't figure it out, which is like. It actually made my head won't explode because in one sense I look at it and I go, "Hey, this is great." The underground man's like he's like crazier than I am, so that's a good thing. It means I'm sane, right? <laughs> but then the other half of me is going, "Man, I'm like, I feel stupid. Must be stupid. I read this thing twice. I can't figure it out." Like I mean, so I look at it. and I go, "Man, I'm not nearly as smart as I think I am." Man, I'm like, "What? Like not smart as this fictional character?" I know. Here? I go, "Man, now my whole life's a waste." You know, man, just like wad it up and throw it out. <laughs> so. Oh, man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to be it for today. Chapter number five of Notes from Underground. We'll be back later with chapter number six, and we have what is to be done. Whoa, okay, what is to be done? Well, that'll be a heavy load. Yeah, I can't wait for that. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining Tom and Steve on the Blunderground Railroad. Join us next time as we seek to travel from ignorance to knowledge. And check out their other podcasts, Notes from Blunderground and the Digital Blunderground. See you next time.